Y'all know what the fuck going on. You are now tuned into episode 117 of Not Politically Correct. It is your boy, Rue McCoy, a.k.a. Mr. What It Do, a.k.a. Young Splash God, a.k.a. Who else no am cap I? Charlie. You're right. Okay, a.k.a. Dope no Danny. Catch. No Cap Paul Charlie. Jones. Smooth job, Johnny. Police Paul. All right. <laughs> Police Paul. <laughs> Little peanuts. <laughs> Man, we didn't say it all <laughs> joints over and over. And I promise you, next time we get next time. Your next... best my back, man. Right. Breakfast. Right. She might, actually. Um, yeah, I'm all those things and more, but you can find me on Twitter at Rimacoy KPZ. You can find me on Snapchat at Rimacoy Rebel. Cody. Yeah. Russ? <laughs> CD record on every fucking thing. Every fucking <laughs> On the table and on the fridge. <laughs> Pause. It's Russ, the barman, aka Teddy Russ, aka Smooth Fingers, aka Kid Universal, aka The Progenitor, aka School Wars Q, aka Russ the Bus. I can go find me, my on the Chattiest of Snaps as Thaddeus, Snap Chattiest. And on IG at Candy Computer, yeah, C A N D I D underscore C U P I D I T Y. Idiots! A lot of coffee. <laughs> Shout out to Cody and the Colombian uh, brew. Uh, you gotta stick to tea, man. Right. <laughs> that bean tea. Uh, we also have a Facebook group that you guys can join. Not Politically Correct Podcast. You can get on there and follow us for all the fodder and stupid shit. Uh, we got a page you can like at NPC Podcast. You you know, thumbs that up for internet numbers and all that good shit. It does something, I think. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at Not PC Podcast for more fodder. And we are on SoundCloud. We are on your podcast app on Spotify, Spreaker, Google Play, everything that you can listen to shit on except for title because they're racist. Just type in Not Politically Correct. Search us. Yeah, don't say that too loud for Sean Carter. <laughs> Type it in. Search Jonathan it. Carter, fucking racist. <laughs> Jonathan Carter. Jonathan. Is that what Beyonce calls him when he's in trouble? <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan Carter, you get back here right now. Get away from that elevator. She calls him Jay Beyonce. <laughs> um, you can find us on all that shit. Type in not politically correct. Um, you can leave a comment. You can listen. You can tell us how great or how bad we are. We won't listen. I promise you, we won't. But you can do it because it makes you feel good. And now it's time for Spicker Spicker Spit it out. This is what you get for trying to make your friend sec his uh section pause. His fucking So Clay Matthews is officially retiring. Really? Oh wow. I think he was a free agent for a few years now, and uh he said that he wanted to retire as a Packer and people are still saying, Oh, I, let's make that happen. I'm like, but it, it's done. Like whatever. people are dumb. And uh, that's not news though. Um, he had, he played 10 years with green Bay and had 83 and a half sacks. That's a lot of men. Um, <laughs> the Raiders, you know, remember Devontae Adams had, uh, went to the Raiders and when I played Derek Carr and all that jazz money and fame and rings winning. Anyway, they're the only team in the NFL that are Oh, and three. Oh, and, and, uh, cause the Cleveland Browns are also in that same league and they're not Oh, and three, but the Raiders are. So yeah, what are the, the lions wait, are not Oh, and three. What are the Browns? <laughs> what are the Browns? They're a football team. No, I shut up. What are their, their what's the record? Two and one. Oh, okay. Shout out Brown. I knew that like the back of my hand. Didn't have to look it up or nothing. Nice, cool, <laughs> great, wonderful. Because uh, I'm a professional. <laughs> shout out. <laughs> professional daughter starts crying. She's like, you don't lie to people. <laughs> All right. So I looked it up. Okay, you called me out, the little babby. <laughs> um, what's going on? Aaron Judge. He became the, what, he tied the AL record for most home runs in a season with 61. Um, he's still not, like, for most in the league, but, you know, for American League. Okay. I saw the funny, a funny meme that was, like, you know, the trophies going down and the person last place is like, yeah, suck it. And everyone else is looking at him like, what? Right, yeah, yeah. I know so that. it was, like, him on the bottom with 61 and the guy that he's tied with. And then there's 
Sosa at 63 and 64, Maguire at 65, Sosa at 66, Maguire at 70, Barry Bonds at 73. <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, you know, you do you, man. <laughs> <laughs> he's getting there. Uh, he's getting there. I mean, he, he's a good player. I see a lot of hate, but, you know, you're always going to get that, right? Of course. Shout out LeBron James. Okay. <laughs> LeBron James! <laughs> All right. Um, what else? What else? Uh, Albert Pujol. <laughs> that's such a bad last name. Um, he has now 700 home runs. That's the fourth in MLB history. Um, fourth player to do that. And the first Latino to do that. Nice. So, arriba, arriba. Uh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, la Um What else we have? James Harden uh, is not as fat, I guess. <laughs> um, <laughs> a reporter had asked him how much weight he lost during the offseason, and he said, quote, 100 pounds, tweet that. I'm like, bro, you lost 100 pounds. Like... <laughs> He had to be looking like two rushes if he was a hundred lost a hundred pounds and looks the way he does now, you know. Jesus, he, uh, did he just shave the beard or what the fuck? Right, I I find that very hard to believe, but you know I don't have believe much from him. Uh, Andre Iguodala is playing his last, or he signed a one year contract, and he said uh, that he told Steph, "This is my last one." Like, don't try to get me back again. <laughs> well, because it's like 19 seasons now, or something like that. Or... Of course, of course, like, of course, it should be a last one. The, the fuck, John Cena cannot be seen. No, <laughs> <laughs> he has. <laughs> He has granted 650 wishes for Aladdin. I mean, for the Make-A-Wish Foundation. <laughs> that is more than double the amount of anyone else. That's for sure. I mean, it's in his name, though. Cena. Cena. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, what else we got? Coolio died. That's uh, not Coolio. That was a terrible transition. Uh, let me come up with a better one. Um, um, Rihanna is to pr- perform at the Super Bowl halftime show, and she's a musician, and NFL is a sport, so that's a transition. <laughs> wow. Am I getting better at this thing? That's uh... Oh, I forgot, two, I forgot two more things. Derek Rose is back to his rookie year weight, and he said he's feeling better than ever. So... We'll see, but that's exciting because Bezos. And lastly, uh, the Pro Bowl game is no more. They are now going to have the Pro Bowl games to include a week-long skills competition and a flag football game. So way to make dumb even dumber. A flag football game. Um, Why why flag football? (laughs) Why flag football, though? Yeah, do the opposite, guys. XFL. Right. (laughs) Okay, all right. Grass, knuckles, that monkey funky. Okay, well, man, I thought that you were going to say the, and I should have maybe brought this up. We could have did a transition of LeBron James getting um, beat over the head on the internet yesterday but because he was dancing to Tory Lanez. Uh, <laughs> I, thought I didn't know about this. Yeah. It was, Nobody shot him? Yeah. So, <laughs> so we were on the Somebody come get him. It's a, Tory Lanez dropped a new album called, which is just Tory Lanez. Picked man. it up and threw it away. He said he dropped the album. It's called "Sorry for What." <sighs> Tory, mm. Tory, Tory, Tory. Um, Isn't that like a that the uh, what was that London on the tracks girl that I don't know one of them him or her Summer was Walker. doing some weirds. Yeah, like talking about their problems but then they are the problem kind of thing um maybe i'm thinking of someone else maybe you might be you might be um but um i thought transition was gonna be being people beating lebron over the head for dancing tory lanes which is like okay i guess uh but lebron james to tory lanes which brings <laughs> us to music first thing in music as as 
Cody so Batman and Bane. as Cody so um, gracefully put it, Coolio died um, a few days ago. Um, he, I mean, to be honest, that man was uh, he was fifty nine years old, and he had did a lot in the nineties. And it's funny when you bring him back up, like Coolio. As almost sometimes seen as like not a joke, but like we don't include Coolio when we talk about you know greatest MCs into the '90s. But the truth is, he had some some big big ass records. He started off as a member of Dub C in the Mad Circle, um, being part of the Mad Circle, um, and then he ended up dropping his 1994 album It Takes a Thief, which has a fantastic Voyage on there, um, which was a huge huge record in the 90s and then gangsters paradise in 95 a year later which uh he also he won a grammy for for the record for the title track gangsters paradise um and that was also on the dangerous mind soundtrack um he did the keenan and kill uh theme song <laughs> which is semi-iconic if not just super super iconic um and then also he had another album in 1997 called my soul which had the hit see you when you get there um, it wasn't until people announced that he died and I was like, Coolio died? And then like my child, like I had to text my father because I, my childhood kind of just pretty much poured back into me because I remember hearing like all of those records at some point, uh, Fantastic Voyage, uh, Gangster's Paradise, See You When You Get There, were all at like some point critical to my childhood. Like they were shit that I really, the King and the Kale theme song, like, so, um, it just had me. Thinking. I was gonna say, I think I only know him of uh, Gangsters Paradise and Nickelodeon and Balding, but having like three braids or whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, his last. He was he, he was a character. He was a character, but I think one of the greatest. He looked things like were... a Lowland version of Diglett. <laughs> but, oh God. <laughs> um, but he was um he was always kind of looked at as more of a like a lighthearted rapper um his 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 first album um it takes a thief was really if you know the song fantastic words and remember the video and shit it was just a more of a bouncy fun it was more of a fun um record you know his records were um uh, on that album were more fun and even in his other albums while they got more serious and gangsters paradise was kind of a like a harder rate but it was like a like introspective type of reflecting you know record of like the perils of being you know a gangster if you will um but it was just he just made music that was kind of i don't know it was it was touching and i when i look back on my childhood every at certain points between you know ages like four and five up into like age nine ten i remember those songs being critical to to just like me so i text my father i'm like yo you know coolie it was just when we had a moment like damn, yeah, he was like that was my guy. I got it. So, um, R.I.P. to to that goat. I think it, this is one of those times where I feel like we should give people their flowers while they're here, um, because then randomly they're gone, and you're like, damn, I didn't realize this person was so <laughs> key to my growth. You know, like so. Shout out Coolio. But now that we are in music, uh, we are here for someone else today. ESTG. Louisville, Kentucky, home of the great Muhammad Ali, the renowned Kentucky Derby, and the Louisville Slugger. But when you think of that city, you don't really think of hip-hop. Sure, the late great producer, Static Major, who who, (laughs) co-wrote and produced Genuine's Pony with Timberland and wrote and co-produced a bunch of stuff with Timbo for Aaliyah. Do your research. Sure, he's from there, but he didn't put the city on the map, quote-unquote, for, you know, from an urban music standpoint. Fast forward to 2015, Bryson Tiller released the amazingly well-received Trap Soul album, which gave some major attention to the city. Then in 2018, an unknown Jack Harlow signed with DJ Drama's Generation Now label and began, <sighs> and began his climb to superstardom. Now, <laughs> while all this was transpiring, there was another rapper kind of developing his sound, which was more tapped into the gritty side of the city, and bubbling under the radar. His name? EST, which stands for Everybody Shines Together, Not Established. <laughs> G. <clears throat> uh, so, story has it, 
CMG boss Yo Gotti was listening to his music during the pandemic and was compelled to sign him. He said this shit was just too hard, literally. Uh, G had already released I Don't Feel Nothing. And I still don't feel nothing. <laughs> but January 2021, he signed to the label. And after other mixtape releases, he's come back full, full circle to this series for his first full-length album under the label titled I Never Felt Nothing. But how effective is his brand of street rap? All right, my fellas, uh, the pod. We're gonna, I'm gonna tie, give it to you, you guys, for a second. Uh, Cody, what'd you think of this album? <clears throat> Cody. No, the Cody. Okay, uh, Russell. All right. Um, <clears throat> the city is okay. Uh, I don't hate it. You're right. Okay. But I couldn't really listen to much of it, man. Uh, I skipped through a bit of it. Just not my cup of tea. Um, he's not a bad rapper. Not at all. Um, very punchy, punchline heavy. Uh, I tell you that humming, mumbling shit in the beginning of a few songs really annoyed me, though. Like, <laughs> we gonna talk about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, a lot of the songs like kind of sounded the same as far as like their bounce and um, even though the beat and the actual track was kind of different, they kind of gave me like the same type of vibe, same drive, same repetitiveness. Um, if I had to pick like a favorite song, I think uh, backstage passes, uh, backstage passes was uh, my favorite off the the CD. Uh, okay. Overall, I give it like maybe a five point five, five seven five. Mm. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Let's call you okay. Right. Okay. I'm fine now. Hectic. Oh, <gasps> you at you booger, man. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, no, that was a zero album. I listened to part of the first track, part of the second track. Um, I feel like Russ versus like that's not my cup of tea. No pun intended. But yeah, that was a uh, chickety trash. Dumpster. <laughs> Trickety track. I don't know. City seven. <laughs> it sucked balls. It really did. It's the same. I mean, I'm sure there's people that like that kind of music, but I described it to Sear. Described it did it. Mm. Whatever you know, just described. <laughs> just <laughs> pause. <laughs> just scrotum. Uh, to Siri saying like it sounds like this yeah, guy. We don't want to hear about this scrotum. <laughs> Disney. Detney. Uh, I said, this guy sounds like he wants to be a rapper but sucks at it and also just came out of jail and just wanted to rap. That's what it sounds like to me. Also just came out of jail. I, I don't... Well, the whole, like, the lyrics, some of it that I heard of the half of the two songs, you know, just like, you know, I'll come hard and uh, no one can mess with me and I'm a killer and, and money and stuff. It's like, dude, like, not only has this been done so many times, but this just sucks. Like Hoover sucks. Dyson. Damn. Okay. I, I, hey, I respect it. I respect it. Uh, Cody gave it. A... No, I I don't respect it. He was <laughs> terrible. He can shit on his own grave. I'm just I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> Excessive, but yes. Uh, so all right. Um, well, let's get into it. Let's get into it. Um, the three things I liked about this album: uniqueness. Um. G's like sound style draw vocal pattern is different than other gangster rappers. Like the first time I heard him was like the first time uh, hearing Young Jeezy. There is a like uh. a slowed bounce to how they rap and attack the beat. There is a gruff vocal tone to their raps that adds to like this raw sound of the raps. Uh, and just like the first time I heard Jeezy, and I said he's quite little, quite literally does not sound like anybody else. That is what I said when I put this album on. Jeezy is the only person that I can compare to G. Um, and it's just right now that saying them there is that I realize that they're a G and Jeezy. <laughs> um, that I can compare it to G. And since Jeezy, there has been no one that sounds or feels like Jeezy. Which also was funny because I was thinking that before even getting to the last track and hearing Jeezy rap with him on there. Um, also... I've never like heard or even imagined a street heavy activity 
in Louisville. Like, I don't picture Louisville and think that there... I mean, there's ghettos everywhere. There's hoods everywhere, you know. There's drugs everywhere. Motherfuckers getting high and selling shit everywhere. So, it's weird that we still in this day and age be like, is it black people? I mean, obviously, it's going to be black people in all the southern states. That's what we kind of <laughs> originated in. But, um, it's just, you don't... You know what I'm saying? Like, you... There's black people in Milwaukee, y'all. For those of you listening to us and didn't know, yeah, we're all in Milwaukee. There's black people, just like there's black people in fucking Minnesota. Uh, even in, and just recently I realized there's black people in Des Moines, Iowa. <laughs> Iowa. Uh, we everywhere. We everywhere. And so I just didn't didn't realize that there was so, so much, you know, like that type level of street activity in Louisville for some reason. But obviously there was, there is. And, um, for some reason, he brings that story to life for us because you don't get that obviously from Bryson Tiller is more of an RB singer, and obviously we're not getting that from I was fucking for, Jack Harlow. So you're waiting. I was waiting for it. There's black people in in Norway, yeah, right. in Iceland. <laughs> uh, used to be some in Ukraine, but you know whatever. Um, so that's Thanks, Russia, <laughs> right? Right. Also, they're annexing uh, that. Nobody's talking about that, but whatever. We're not going to get into that right now. Um, so that's one thing. Uniqueness. Uh, just in his sound, his tone is like, like, there are tons of gangster rappers, but they don't sound like him. He don't say, he sounds like just different than how other niggas sound. You know what I'm saying? So, um, storytelling. Now, this is, I'm finna catch heat from, from my pod members, and I'm ready for this. Um, I'm finna catch heat from them and probably anyone that has not critically listened to G's music, but <clears throat> he reminds me of a, <clears throat> <laughs> he you reminds me of oh, that, that weird shit out your throat because right. you're about to say some, some, some weird <laughs> shit. Yeah. Calm together, man. He reminds me of a southern Raekwon with a modernized spin to it. Get the fuck out of here. He had nope. He he does. He, I mean, I'm finna, I'm finna you, say I already was on mute taking care of Babby when I got done saying that this guy. What he's doing, it's been done before. And then you're like, all right, so let me break it down. This guy is so authentic and original. <laughs> <laughs> and I knew, that's why when you said, I'm like, because gangster rap, okay, okay, Cody, gangster rap has been done before. That's obvious. They're just, that's just the whole thing. Gangster so I looked up his lyrics before. and he just ripped it from everybody. No, I'm kidding. Mm. But, but gangster rap has been done before. But what I like about him is he, there's a gruffness to him. That other gangster rappers don't have, you know, like just gruff, McGruff. Like just because a motherfucker is rapping, you know, what I'm saying, like, like little baby, he got like gangster songs and talk about the streets and shit like that, but he don't sound like, you know, what I'm saying, G sounds like the same way when I heard Jeezy. When I heard Jeezy, I'm like, he don't sound, he ain't it like his voice, his vote, like the way he l- layers himself on the track. I'm like that, his his tone of voice is different. Like, because he, he's like, he ain't like good or anything, you know? But, <laughs> but, like I said, storytelling. This motherfucker reminds me of Ray, a Southern Raekwon with like a modernized spin to it. Obviously, he's, he's rapping about some modern shit. Like Dora. He has a, <laughs> a way of giving listeners this like elaborate and detailed story if you're really listening and almost letting them get a glimpse into what is going on both in the story and in his mind at the same time. My favorite example, we're going to break this down. My favorite example of this is on the song Blood, which is one of my favorite songs off the record. Um, he gives these listeners these amazing bars, but this all of this shit when I was listening to it, it reminded me like, damn, it sounds like some like down south Raekwon type shit <clears throat> where, he's, where he said and paints a picture of how deep in the trenches he was when he raps. Deep inside the belly of the shit these niggas rap about, I didn't want no tea to get, my, to get on my feet and pass my pack out. Lil' bro don't tell me nothing about the beef when he come to cash out. I front him what he cop, he re-up before his last ounce. All he know is work, all he know is his work, his Draco, his flip phone, and his trap house. Stood over the stove without a mask until I damn near passed out. Like, the way he's describing all of this shit reminds me of some Wu-Tang shit where he says, whipping it at the cut, niggas don't give up, you in that bag now. Beat up, beat up all the pieces, treat them Teslas like a feature. <laughs> so, it sounds like he's talking about pressing down fucking pills to make ecstasy but this is what i'm saying he's like giving you giving it to you um in details of how he's doing it and once they hear you kill them they're gonna come back like they need you this crystal raw it'll turn a soccer mom into a demon i never saw nothing like this before until i seen it i never knew that i was addicted to this shit but now i need it this shit is not like 
niggas gangster, there's gangster rappers, right? Niggas do that shit. That's what happens. But the detail in what he's describing to you is not no run of the mill, like, gang, like, a lot of niggas just say cars, clothes, hoes. But the, the details he's giving you in these stories is like, definitely gives me Wu-Tang level street knowledge. <laughs> like, it's not, this shit not no soft ass shit, which is why I wanted to review this album because I heard this song. I heard this song, I stayed up late one night, I was going down this YouTube rabbit hole and this song came on. I was like, what the fuck is this? And I just remember hearing the opera sample and hearing like how the beat came on and he started rapping this shit. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? I didn't listen to ESTG before this song. This came on, and I was like, oh, this off his new album. I heard about this shit. And I went back. It's 2 o'clock in the morning. I listened to the whole album start to finish. The shit was amazing, but it, but it came off that verse. Off of him talking that shit on that verse. I was like, this shit is amazing. Not to mention the chorus. The chorus goes, has some repetition, which is good for, you know, record song, you know, writing. But it goes, yeah, I want to see blood. I want to see blood. Blood. Break down in the kitchen, make it glisten out the mud. Talking about cooking the drugs. I want to see blood. I want to see blood. Just that feeling the first time when your niggas gave you a gun. Yeah, I want to see blood. I want to see blood. Money, murder, burners. Money, murders, burners. But the FBI won't come. Yeah, I want to see blood. I want to see blood. Like, it's this, like, dark fucking... I don't know. This like he like pours on this dark level of just like grit and grime on this on this song, which brings you back in. And every like if you listen to the song, I, and Cody, I don't think you made it to the song. Russell, I know you said you kind of skipped through some of it, but I encourage everybody to go listen to that song. Even I didn't even get into the second verse, but there's tons of pieces on this song where this motherfucker's just it going crazy. Doesn't sound like it doesn't sound like. You know, when Russell and I said, like, it's not our cup of tea, at least for me, like, that doesn't sound like anything that I would like. I mean, I'm like, we're too old for this stuff, you know? Yeah. The content. No, I, I said he was, he's real punch. He got a lot of punchline type shit. Like, he got bars. It's just the repetitiveness of the beats. So when you said, like, it's unique, I get it as far as, like, his, uh, his voice, his timbre, his the way he says things, the way he does things, but Amber. you can't, you can't tell me that, um, that niggas songs don't sound the same. I was like, yeah, this is how you fucking song for seven songs straight. Mm-hmm. We gonna talk. Yeah. I'm gonna talk about that. I'm gonna talk about that for sure. For sure. I just had to, and Cody, I gotta, I gotta stop you right there. I don't care. I'm never going to be old to hear rap. I don't care if you're talking about this, you're talking about that. You're talking about fucking, I want to hear it all. I want to hear the the street shit, the party shit, the turn up shit, the introspective shit. I want to hear. I want to hear the life changing shit. I want to hear the Kendrick. No, you don't. Shut up. (laughs) I want to hear. Where does Eminem and Chance the Rapper have to grow up? (laughs) Get high. (laughs) But no, because Kendrick Lamar does it in a way that's enjoyable and makes good music. I love Kendrick Lamar last album. I love it. I love everything about it. And it was interesting. It wasn't him. It wasn't him being like, and God is the only way to go. And I love it. Wasn't, it, wasn't, it wasn't him being a cornball about it. Like, so I don't want, I, I have to clear that right now because you said we're too old for this content. I'm not too old for any content at all. Well, I want to talk about maturity wise, not age wise. But so, I'm, where's I, that? I don't think, I don't think you can stop uh, or mm. you can grade a nigga for, Having street raps and you know what I'm saying like like. But here I, I am. Look at look at what is it? What's his name? What's his name? Pusher T. Pusher T. Got album of the year, and that was a whole coke rap album. Yeah, and I already said stop rapping about cocaine. Like, <laughs> I know. <laughs> so, not rewind that. He he might have yeah. Cody might have said that, but so Cody's an old man. It's cool. Um, but no. <laughs> so the last the last thing I really really fuck with off this album though, no cap, is feeling. There is a feeling you get when you hear these records, man. I don't know if it's good. I don't know if it's bad. But that's like, like the beat fits the vibe of the track and merge with whatever G be talking about. And you just, you, you get the, you get it. Like there's like this, mm, this energy behind it. Hey, let me tell you something. This comes heavy on tracks like X, which is my favorite piece of music off the album. <laughs> Cause I just, that, that song comes on and I just be riding it with you. Just, you get the energy just from that shit. And it's so, and honestly, it just reminds me of like pill popping and turning up, and I'm like, oh, this is just like a bounce to it. Like, oh, it's just this a crazy energy that just like bleeds through the track. So he does this on a bunch of shit on this album. It's just like this like 
um, you can feel like the griminess or like the the oomph, you know what I'm saying? It, it reminded me. So over last year, I went back and I listened to a bunch of Wu Tang records, and this is why I compared it to Wu Tang because it reminded me of that same feeling I got last year when I was listening to them early Wu Tang records. Um, from the way he was rapping, the grimy shit he was talking about, to the feeling that you get, the the you know, like like uh, when you hear uh, you got coming on uh, what record is that, man? You got you got coming to like uh. And I'm gonna give it to you. It's like, cause like coke came straight from Bolivia, like the hip hop, little rock and shock the nation, like the Emancipation Proclamation. It's like the grime in you guys' voice, the way that mm, doom, raw in Bolivia. And I'm gonna give it like the the all of that shit <clears throat> feels the same way. From G- it, it feels the same way, which is why uh, was Go Face Killer was fucking with Jeezy back in the day, because they got the same. We tend to, we, because motherfuckers be from the South, you tend to be like, he can't rap or he, you know, you know what I'm saying? We do that a lot of times with that, with niggas from the South. But I feel like he brings that same type of feeling for me into record. So, overall, uh, this was a solid first outing from the artist. Uh, there are some amazing told street tales uh, given to the listener on this album. But, <clears throat> while he does some things good on this album that I really enjoy, there are a number of things that could be worked on and polished. Oh, is that an understatement? Uh, <laughs> one of the most oddly irritating things about this album is the Sonics. <clears throat> and I'm not saying the... Produ- and the Hedgehogs. And, not- <laughs> and the Tails looking ass. And, and um, the Cavaliers. I was going to do all that shit. Um, and, and I'm not saying the production or even most of the mixing. What I mean is G's need to consistently ad-lib over almost everything he raps in, in some of these songs. Huh. Take the song X, for example. While it's probably my favorite song on the album, the entire time he was growling and making noises behind the bars. Entire time. Dude, the little bit that I heard, I hated his ad-libs. That, and I don't oh, like that word hate. But like, it sounded like he was mumbling a yep. different verse yep. over his yes. main verse. Yes. I'm yes. like, you're not yes. even ad-libbing. <laughs> yes, yes. I don't. Not to mention literally just talking over the rap itself. I couldn't tell if he was like high while recording this, which would explain a, a whole hell of a lot of it, <laughs> or if he was just trying to recreate the way your brain might move while high. Um, either way, it creates a layer of noise that is very unpleasant. Like. They forgot to like mute his left speaker and right, bro. That, <laughs> like, like, or turn that turn that shit down so this is a fake hum in the background. Like, on a, on a serious note, I hate that, which sucks because I love that song. But like, it's hard for me to. You can't. Okay, so when you're riding your car and listen to a song like that, you want to turn it up. You want to go crazy. You want to bump. I can't do too much of that because you turn all that up and all you hear is like he's doing that in the background the entire, and I'm, and I'm not, I'm not exaggerating when I say he's great. He's like, like stomach's that, growling. There's a, there's a, Oscar the Grouch type. There's this growl. Me and my girlfriend were talking about it. Cause she was riding with me and she was like, what the fuck? Like she like, what the fuck is going on with bro? There is this, this growl he does. And I, we, and I said, it's like, it's like, he sounds like he blowing a raspberry on somebody's stomach. Cause I'm like this, like this thing he does. I'm like, stop doing that stop doing that on and he just and it'll it'll like literally he'll be rapping the bar and then just coming in and it comes to the last part of the bar and he just go like i'm like stop doing that stop you just did that for the last four bars stop doing that don't do that no more don't do that no more like he's doing his own soundtrack and shit. right exactly bro music <laughs> like i'm like bro if you're if you're that high on uppers where you're grinding your teeth together you can't get your mouth open and shit if you that high then go sit down somewhere just come back, come back when the high off. Like whatever you're doing, stop it. Don't do that no more on the record. Cause you kept doing, he kept doing it, bro. I hate that shit. I'm sorry, dude, bro. That shit. Stop, bro. Stop. Stop. You wanna ad lib? Just say yeah, ha, woo. Just one quick thing and let it go. Stop. Don't growl for half your bar. Sick of that. Another thing. <laughs> another thing. God damn, it was irritating me. Another thing. Um, is while I enjoy the energy the music brings. Him sticking to his style of music often makes the track sound repetitive. 
There are times where I'm listening to this album and I find myself looking at my phone and my monitor in the car to see if I recognize the name of the song or what track we were on. Why? I wanted to be sure my phone was not on some type of shuffle or randomization because I just knew I had heard this track earlier. That doesn't, it don't happen on every single song, but it happens way more than once on this album. The heavy 808 and sinister sound and style of beat makes some of these tracks feel like they run together and not in a good way. With those and another and some other few things that just didn't all the way work for me, I will give this album a seven. Um, I like what I'm hearing, and he definitely has something that could be good. There's room, but there's tons of room for improvement. This album is not. Better turn that seven upside down. It's just, it's, the album for me is not garbage. It, it gives me same <clears throat> the same the same feeling I felt when I listened to Thug Motivation 101. I'm gonna keep going back to Jeezy because I heard it and I was like, this nigga. We ain't had another Young Jeezy since Young Jeezy, and this nigga gave me Young Jeezy vibes, and I kind of liked Young Jeezy. But, so the album, it's not garbage, but it sure ain't no classic. And, but that does, you know, it's not garbage, but it, it sure isn't a classic. But that doesn't mean that there isn't one still in him. My G. That is the review for this week. Solid seven. Solid seven. Um, it's never going to be above a seven. And some days, if, it's the, if it gets too repetitive, sometimes I'm like, ooh. I, I hovered between a six and a seven this entire, and I and I gave it a seven because there are a, a good out of I don't know what the total track list is, but out of the total track listing, there are a good eight songs where I'm like, this shit is just so hard. Like he's just storytelling, he's just doing this, he's doing that, he's doing something right. But then there's like some filler shit and some shit that sounds like the songs that I like, where I'm like, this is like that song, but like weaker. So <laughs> he got some good shit on this album. It's just not all there, and so. Yeah, solid yeah, seven. It's all shit. Yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> but now it's time you for got some good shit on this album, but it's all shit. <laughs> but now it's time for Russell Prosity. Alright, so check. <laughs> Last pod we talked about some racism shit. So this week let's talk about some standard shit. Um, I was watching a few videos by um, I've been preach. Um, I may mention before on this pod. I know it's 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 already shitty. Um, and they were they were going over these videos of both uh, 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 both men and women giving their, for the most part, unwanted opinion about other people, about dating and relationships, et cetera. Just a whole lot of bullshit. Um, what caught my attention was a few videos specifically slated against men. Uh, you know, the, the, referring to them as the usual, the lonely uh, weirdos, incels, or um, some other rather rude words that were in general misplaced. Not saying that there aren't people who fit these labels and their actions and ways of thinking, but it's not an accurate assessment of, of all men. And they keep trying to push that narrative on both men and women that um, um, men are trash, women are shit type of shit. Yep, yep. Um, I hate that shit. Yeah, it, it literally follows and reeks of that whole movement um, that was trying to <laughs> come up pretty hard. And there's still some remnants uh, left around, but uh, let's go over a few things that I saw that both uh, triggered some rather negative emotions in me and as well as caught my attention. One of the videos was regarding dating and the skewed vision a lot of women and white night weirdos have regarding men. Um, uh, listen, fellas, I'm 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 truly thankful that um, the three of you and 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 you know, including TS and this, even though he's not um, an active member on the pod um, as much, um, and myself, that we've found people who truly have our backs, who are supportive, who can be our pillars, be our encouragers, be our hidden strengths, while still being the soft, feminine, caretaking, uh, amazing people. Um, to and for us and and for themselves because this dating pool right now is <laughs> rough from seemingly all angles. So let's start with um, give me some qualities that you think most men are looking for in a woman. Hmm. Um, <clears throat> well, I, Moist. What? <laughs> Dude, okay, wait, 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 pause. Hold up, hold up. The way he came out of me just to say that, like the way it popped on the microphone. <laughs> Moist. Um, well, <laughs> I, I, it, I missed what he said. What did he <laughs> <Right>. say? <laughs> I 
said moist. Um, uh, <laughs> that totally threw me out. Um, <laughs> yes, yes. Well, that's a that that's a definite yes uh, on that soft. Uh, I uh, honesty. Yes. Okay. There we go. Get back to seriousness. Honesty. What else, Cody? Now remember, I'm sure most men. So most men. Okay. okay. Not well, I can't that... speak for most men, but I can speak for myself. <laughs> I'm, so think... honesty, and I'll add in there. Keep your man in check, but be nice about it. Yeah. You know, if he's doing something wrong, or if you don't, if you don't, if you think he's doing something, uh, I don't know, like narcissistic behavior-wise, and he's not aware of it, let him know so he can change his behavior and grow and be acknowledged. But you gotta. Do it nicely and not just. You know, I'm gonna disagree with you a little bit on that because correction well, that's may, just me. but I said, keeping them in check, keeping them in check is a whole different thing. But correction, yeah, I don't um, think so. And privacy correction, yeah, just let them know. Like, listen, um, you, the way you did this made me feel this way, so that as a man, he can be like, okay, I acknowledge that. Let me see how I can. You know, we're saying the same thing, but it's just the words and and. You know, I, I always say words have prob, uh, power, um, and how those words interact with us is is something that should be taken um, to heart and not taken lightly. That's the only thing. I agree with you, Cody. Um, there should be um, a checks and balance type system yeah. with the relationship, as should be everyone. So I don't want you to think that I'm disagreeing with you, but it's just <laughs> well, no, you're just doing what you usually do. You're so this is back and forth. Like you argue, we gotta say no, no, no. It's this, but I agree with you. <laughs> Just um, as I say something back to you, and you're like, "We're agreeing. Stop arguing." <laughs> I mean, you said the same shit. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so why they? But why see they, how we said it nicely. Right. <laughs> um. So yeah, I think uh, those things. I, I'm. I mean, loyalty. I think. We, I think we're all. All men are mm-hmm. looking for, you know what I'm saying? You don't want to have to worry about your woman being, you know, mm-hmm. t- tied up with somebody else. And and I think that, I, I guess, like, loyalty, like, somebody is going to nurture. I know, like... Supportive. Supportive, yeah, you know, that's, I think, I think men look for that. Again, it's hard to, I'm a big, I'm big on, like, not generalizing, so it's hard for me to say what men, all men are looking for. But I, these are just things that I think would be, like, a general, I don't know, like, good person tendency that we, you know, look for. So, you know, like, loyalty and... And, and nurturing, supportive. Um, right. Um, and those are very good answers, but sadly not what most motherfuckers are looking for, honestly. Someone who doesn't 22. like to leave the house. <laughs> 2022. Uh, niggas is all about shape, sex, cooking, and money are generally the answers that I've I've seen as far as like what a lot of people are looking for. The relationship like, shit my is... is- dead for a lot of you know for a lot of people because of their experiences and because of what they've seen um but as you all stated more and more people are coming along to the acknowledgement of softer skills that they desire um some as simple as um like you said um fidelity uh, fidelity um that's my 401k app (laughs) honesty um and one thing that really stuck out to me was peace. Oh, yeah. Being yeah. peace. Yeah. Uh, I heard a cat say one time, I have to fight the world all day. When I come home, I don't want to have to fight my wife, too. Yes. I get things that need to be done, but let me love and be loved for just a moment before we tackle whatever it is we need to do. That's peace, the right? whole, like, home is, like, yeah. where you feel comfortable, not home. a place, right. you know? Yeah, home is right. can be a home say, Home is where the heart is, and where, wherever your heart is, is where you should have that safe space. It's my chest cavity. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, that's that's the I forgot that the whole the whole like piece, like the the statement that you just said is one of that I go back to. Like I fight the world, you know, I go outside and have to fight the world, either seriously, metaphorically, or you know, like quite literally, you know, daily. And I want to be able to like when I come home, like just to be like you know. Be so, that, and that kind of goes back to what Cody was saying when he said, like, you know, whatever you got to tell me, tell me nicely. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just, <clears throat> me and my woman have had this conversation, you know, throughout our relationship where it's like, okay, I don't mind altering, you know, uh, she can, my girlfriend, though, she can pretty much get whatever the fuck she wants out of me if she t- if she says it to me nicely. 
I'm pretty much like, okay, <laughs> all right, uh, you wanna, uh, you wanna go here or do this or whatever, baby, please. Okay, you know what? Yeah, sure, we're, we're going. Like it's it's not really um, hard for me. Like uh, take me to the ball. Right. <laughs> take me to the goddamn ball. Like. Nah, like, but no, for real, it's, it's, it's seriously. If you, I want to make you dinner. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the ESTG guy? Yeah. Want to make you dinner? Want to make you dinner? Looking at. No, but yeah, so it's like I guess what's the what's the saying, Russell? You catch more flies with honey or bees with honey or some shit like that. Uh, more honey than vinegar because flies don't argue with bees to know what shit smells bad. Yep, exactly. That's the one, Cody. To pimp a butterfly. <laughs> um, but yeah, so um, right? <laughs> home being home being like a, a place of peace and just like a place of like where you can like regroup and kind of like, you know what I'm saying? Kind of like let shit go and relax and shit. Yes, yes. So, as we kind of just, just stated, um, even though we're pro- expected to provide security and safety, we also need a safe space to not have to be defending all the time. Right. Um, how about um, women? Um, what are some qualities you think most women are looking for in a man? I'm going to plead the fifth. <laughs> Cody, why you do that? <laughs> he said, right away, no, I don't want to do it. Um, I... <laughs> They are nice people. <laughs> um, well, Full of intuition. If I had to, if I had to take a stab at what women might want, just stab at shit though. I I would assume murder, murder, murder. And here and here's I think this is why we get so so fucking our wires crossed in these conversations. They want the same shit. I would assume they want. Yeah. They want you know to be understood. They want peace. They want fucking you know what I'm saying like loyalty. They want, you know, they don't have to worry about their nigga talking to another broad. You know what I'm saying? Like, they I'm want, sure, that, I'm sure they don't want moist. Right? They don't want moist. <laughs> they don't. Well, some girls well, they might want to be some girls, clean that ass. Some girls <laughs> like pegging, so they might like moist. I don't oh, know. I don't know. Okay. Well, they Maybe. might want to be moist. The fuck is going on in this conversation? <laughs> Just, that no. was Cody, man. He was talking about turtle ass. I don't know what's going on. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. So I, but, right. So there's like there's like this. You know, we think that we're so busy on both sides being like, well, they need to just do this, they need to do that, but we're not understanding that we all want some basic good human interactions. If you're nice to women, they'll be nice. To, hopefully, if you're nice to well, your, well like, mm. that, he, he said, <laughs> I, I don't like that shit. <laughs> uh, I I just feel like. <laughs> He said, I can't give a bitch a compliment today. Uh, I just feel like they want some of the same shit that we want. Loyalty, respect, you know, a little bit of understanding, a little bit, you know what I'm saying? The same peace. You know, they want you to, you know, be be basically, we all looking for somebody to be good and loyal to us. You know what I'm saying? Treat us us nicely and be good and loyal. I think that's the the basis of what we want. And I think, and I truly honestly think that's the basis basis of what women want. But everybody's so worried about being played that we often either lie about what we really want, have been misguided to think we want something else, and it's a bunch of other shit that like doesn't allow for like real human good human interaction. But that's that's my thought. So, who am I? I'm just McCall. and a whole bunch of other names. Uh, <laughs> so I've seen quite a few videos questioning women about. The desires and and what they want um, out of men, and just like we said with the men, um, they seem to have a decent list until they get into some of the specifics, and then you find that they're talking about the top two percent of men. It's um, it's interesting. It's um, it can be disheartening to some, but you know, the tall, the dark, the handsome, the rich cat, you know, got to be six feet or better, making six figures. Um, ambitious, which is, which, is, which is interesting to me because a lot of the times when they talk about ambition in these different videos and different articles, they're literally referring to either a career or money for the most part. Um, one lady said that she was looking for a guy, and she was like uh, 24, 25, somewhere in there. Uh, she was looking for a guy in his mid-20s to be making at least 400K. 
And my first thought was, where the fuck does she live that she needs that much just to get by? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Because most, <laughs> most men are probably making in between that 30K, uh, 30K to about maybe 70, 85K. That's seen as being decently well off for a lot of guys. Not not a lot it's of people are that making that six figures. Right. I mean, it's that word need. Like, what do you need? Because you don't, like, whatever she wants, It's I'm sure you don't need, you know? Right. Right, right. Um, I guess. And, no, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say that a lot of them always say that, you know, as long as he has his bills paid and we can have fun or he takes care of me. I, I think that's a that's a good standard to be be about. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But when you get into the actual numbers of the shit that they're talking about, it is like you really have no touch for reality. Or <laughs> and he has to know been... how to fly. And you're right. Playing, nope. <laughs> Cape and all. <laughs> right. Laser <Where's> vision. <laughs> but go ahead, McCoy. What was you gonna say? Um. Damn, I don't even remember. But I know it was. It was kind of panning off with. Uh, you know, like how you said, they—that's a good standard to live by. You know, as long as the bills are paid and he can kind of take, we can still kind of live a little bit. He's good. And then when you said, she, but then when they start quoting numbers, they're like four hundred thousand, four hundred k a year. I'm like what? What? Did, no, no. You mean maybe over ten years? I don't know. Like whatever. I said, I said, I said, right, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that is a. It's it's it's. Boy, I forgot where I was going with this. I was, oh yeah, I was gonna say it's okay for people to have like standards and wants and you know preferences, you know, because yeah, because it, it it's nobody is fit. Nobody is a fit for everybody. And I and I will say this again, whether we're talking about like, you know, uh, people, um, you know, like for example, for example, there are a lot of people who wouldn't want to date a porn star. There are tons of people who want to date a porn star, male or female. Um, right. And then, and then there are also a ton of humans who wouldn't care. They'd be like, "Oh shit, I know she can." You know what I'm saying? Or, I know he can. You know what I'm saying? It's certain people that don't care about that don't necessarily care about uh, number of partners or bo- or bodies or whatever the fuck. And then there's some people that do care. Right. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. And nobody's in the wrong. Nobody's in the wrong for caring. Nobody's in the wrong for not caring. But. What you have to realize is that you can't put your standard on every like you can't say that somebody's a bad human because they don't fit in your standard. You know what I'm saying? Like there are females that don't want niggas that smoke weed, and there are females who are potheads and would like I would need my nigga to smoke with me. There's a you know what I'm right. saying? There's so many right. different things, you know that it's okay to have a standard. If you have a a, a, a deal breaker or something, it's okay. Yeah, that's all shallow. It's okay to say it's okay. Well, it it is it is to well hold on. It's this. It's this. You don't want to be around something that's going to annoy you. You're going to be a bad partner if the person is doing something that's going to annoy you, and that's okay. That's okay. That's okay. It's you're not you're not wrong. No one's a better human because they don't care about certain things. What it what it makes you is that you have to go out and find a person that that you guys can not. You don't guys don't have to perfectly overlap, but you have to find a person that kind of is at least a little bit on the same wavelength as you. And then you guys are, you like that so much that you're willing to work on the other minor stuff. Like, oh, he doesn't put the toilet seat down or she, you know, fucking always has the car window open when I'm trying to drive and it, you know, makes the music sound. If they smoke (laughs) weed or not, that's a minor stuff. (laughs) Well. Like you're going to throw away a perfect person. Like that's perfect for you. Sir. Because you think that they don't like because they don't smoke weed or that they do or whatever, you know, they, I'm, Hey man. And that's especially the thing. at a first base thing when you already talked about, you know, growth and changing, you know, yeah, no, for, and they I, can't change if you're rejecting them right away. That, and that's true. So if, if, and that's why I say, if you can, if you like the person personality so much that you can get past the, well, they smoke weed, but you know, I don't really like people that smoke weed, but it's cool. That then you found a good person. You found a good person because if it's, you got to like a person enough so that the minor stuff, you got to like them at their core enough so that the minor stuff is something you can work through or work past. You know what I'm saying? And that's why I think we, we jump down people's throats, male and female. We get mad at women for having standards, but they, they should. We get mad at men for having standards, but they can and they should. 
But don't and don't. Everyone can have Cody. Everyone can have a standard, but you just can't. Just say that this person is not for me, and move on. Don't call a person a shitty human because they don't fit into your box. I don't know who's saying the word shitty human. And you keep bringing that up. My point is that, you know, there's a difference between having standards or, like, you know, what you look for in a person that you want to spend the rest of your life with and then saying, well, he's got to be this tall or make this much money or right. smoke weed. Like, to me, that's just bonkers. Right, right. Not, not like, you're <laughs> trying to find a perfect, like, person that doesn't exist now. Like, this isn't, you just want fun. Like, find a, a soulmate, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and I and I agree. And that's why I'm saying you have to be, find a person that, that you guys... Don't stop arguing, Russell. I'm, right. <laughs> I, I'm saying, I'm saying find a person that you vibe so well with on the, at the core, that other shit don't matter. That's the, that's the goal. Because you're not gonna, no matter what partner you're with, there's gonna be little shit that you guys gonna be like, ugh. <laughs> she fucking puts her feet on the fucking coffee table weirdo but i love her so much <laughs> you know what i'm saying like it's gonna be shit it's gonna be little little shit that might irritate you but it should be that shit should be minor if you and that person at the core kind of on the same wavelength does that make sense so i'm okay with a person like uh, like a motherfucker not like like okay my girlfriend when i first met her she asked me right away um you know because i mean people knew people knew about me doing drugs that's not i don't hide that I don't feel bad. I don't feel bad about that. I don't like motherfuckers ain't gonna make me be like you're. You should get your shit to like suck my dick. But motherfuckers you knew. Said, oh, you didn't see my bumper sticker. Right, exactly. <laughs> motherfuckers knew, and she admired her. She was like, so you know, I heard you. You know, you, I heard you fuck around. You fuck around. You know, type shit. And I was like, well, yeah. But if that is, you know, if you don't like that, I understand. And hey, she liked me so much that it didn't. <laughs> where where she was like, I don't know how I would have You know, at first that might have mattered. She liked me so much as a person because I'm that nigga. That's <laughs> because <laughs> you're tall and dark and because <laughs> I'm tall, tall. and dark. Look at that. No, but she <laughs> she fucked with my personality so much that that became somewhere. It's like, well, I guess it don't matter. I fuck with him. You know what I'm saying? That's what you need to do. You need to be able to, at the core, be able to vibe with a person so that way the other shit that a person might, you know, might not check off on their list of things that they like or need or what you know what I'm saying. You guys can work past it because I just like him or her at the core so much as a person, you know, so that other shit don't matter. And that's, that's the only thing I'm trying to say. You can have a little list of like, I would prefer, I would prefer, but it's not going to, nobody's going to ever translate to your list perfectly. That's, that would be idiotic to believe, you know what I'm saying? But your goal should be to find you a person that you vibe with so much that them putting the feet on the, you know what I'm saying? Or little shit won't, you guys can work through little shit or even to the point where, you guys could compromise on the little shit because you love them as a person so much. Then <laughs> just keep one foot on the coffee table. That's it. <laughs> you can have one foot up, and put the other foot on the floor. That's too not so much dirt, but just a little bit of a little bit of grind. Just a little bit. Seasoning. Right. See, <laughs> seasoning. <laughs> Sorry, Russell. I feel like we might have went off off track. What's uh? What's no, no, no. Y'all, y'all go ahead. Um. I, I, you know, I kind of agree with both of you. Um, everybody has their standards that they want, but there's certain things that you, you should be more realistic about. Um, like I said, the, the top 2% of them, all men are over that six feet, are over that income uh, level, are this, are that. Uh, being more realistic will genuinely make you a, a happier person, hopefully. Um we, the dating search is is just mind blowing with <clears throat> with what's being sought after and what is actually needed. Um, these videos really <laughs> made me glad to be in a relationship, Chief. Um, especially with how people are looking down on others and their pain or their shortcomings. Um, the, the the trend was desiring uh, men to be more vulnerable, and then seeing them being destroyed with the very things they spoke about in confidence. Um, pushing women into or out of their femininity at their cost of their heart, minds, and souls. Um, I don't really have um, a clever way to wrap this shit up. Yo, um, we just, as people, have to do better. Uh, like, legit, a lot of this shit is just, just sickening. Uh, but I haven't even gotten through to the 
the the second part of this shit, which gets a little deeper. So we'll save that for the next pod. But what's worse is that not only does it seem like we're getting worse as human beings, but the enjoyment of being a piece of shit is being taught and encouraged. So <laughs> it is. <laughs> it is. That was a funny statement because it's like, yeah, yeah. Like people are like, whoo. I I I think we can say that for the next episode because, uh, yes, it is disheartening, but. Yeah, man. Cross me out. Man. So, that has been a good, uh, prosody out, uh, prosody episode, uh, because I'm just, I'm sitting here thinking about this so much shit, um, that was said that needs to be, this, okay, so, me personally, I have gotten to a point where I don't even want to talk about male-female usually debates because it's just somebody on each side being loud and wrong. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of standards that people on both sides. There's no accountability. I think. Let me tell you something. So me and my girlfriend, like I said, we've been having a great, great, great uh, week, man. We're just vibing with my shorty, just you know how you just feel like you just re falling in love with somebody and shit. Um, That's what's up. And it 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 stems for me. There's a lot of shit about male female shit that's always coming up, right? Mm-hmm. And we just haphazardly happen to have a conversation in the car today or not today a few days ago earlier this week it was either tuesday or wednesday having a conversation in the car and it was like she was it wasn't her bashing men it wasn't me bashing women it was us holding the other person account like i was holding men accountable like i'm like men should really stop acting like this and she was like women should really stop acting like this and that is what i love it's not always about the other side pointing a finger at you motherfuckers or shit you know what i'm saying like we should be able to look at shit and reflect on shit from uh, from us, you know. I like I, of course, there are bad men in the world. I'll be a dumb motherfucker to not believe, you know what I'm saying? To not believe that shit. It's some of us. Yeah. Some of us. Some We've of even talked about it on this pod. Suck. So. Some of you niggas yeah. fucking suck, okay? And that's just dead ass. There's a lot of shit that we just you just, y'all just horrible. But that's the thing. There are some pretty shitty women, you know, and I think that. We spend so much time pointing at other the other side. If more of us did more self reflection on our side, we'd be able to come to the middle. We wouldn't be so mad. Like I'm like I was so it was refreshing just to hear my girlfriend be able to speak on some shit like that and have that vision. Like yeah, women are you know what I'm saying? Because I know men are shit, but sometimes you can't even say it out loud because it's so much. It's so much. You men suck. It's so much of that going on. I'm just like, you know what? I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Like it's so, like I don't, it's hard to suffer like because it's so much of them coming at us or us coming at them. Like y'all bitches is hard. You know what I'm saying? It's so much of that. It's, it's hard to suffer. That's something. Like. Go ahead. Go ahead. That's something that you just brought up uh, and said a lot that I feel like is the biggest key. And I've been seeing is the words words self reflect. Uh, I've been seeing a lot of stuff on Facebook of like, uh, what would you tell your younger self or someone in your someone in their 20s or this and that you know and i I keep going back to like know your faults recognize them and oh i know i know but you got faults too (laughs) um something that i thought about recently and want to start doing is kind of like and i keep talking about journaling but still haven't done it you know but There's people that have like multiple journals for different uses and whatnot. Oh, you gotta go to bed. Let's do that right now while we talk about self-reflection. You gotta self-reflect on going to bed. Uh, (laughs) But I want to write down, like, kind of like, I don't know. I've been I've been watching. I mean, I feel like this is thanks to McCoy for picking on me. But I've been watching Sons of Anarchy. So anyway, this uh, the main character's uh, dad, who you never like see, like he's dead in the beginning, like right, like when he died when he was the kid was younger or something, you know. All right. He he finds all these letters, like the dad was journaling to him, like kind of like you know these are lessons that I've learned in my life that I want to pass down to you, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And like right. four or five seasons later, now this main character is doing the same thing for his sons. And he's like journaling and all that stuff for like, this is what I want you to know. This is what I've learned, what I've 
done wrong kind of thing. And I just kind of want to not necessarily do that for anyone else, but for myself, like self, self-reflecting wise, like you got to learn, like, you know, right. treat people a certain way and not because you're, you know, egocentric or. Yeah. 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 In doing so, uh, make sure you also are being kind to yourself because that's something that we don't yeah. readily do for ourselves. We like to bring up all the things that we've done in the past that we've done wrong, uh, things that we're continuing to do wrong, things that we are um, conscious about um, as far as like things that we know we um, need to get better at or we would like to get better at. And so we can be hard on ourselves. So we got to we gotta also learn to be kind to ourselves just so we're learning to be kind to others too. Right. Yeah, I saw another quote online. Said I forget what it said exactly. Something like, you know, your best fan you've never even met, and your worst mm-hmm. critic uh, is like right next to you, or always, you know, there or something like that. I'm like, mm-hmm. I get that, but I'm like, man, I feel like my best fan is myself. I feel like my right. worst critic is myself. You know? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right, yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. yeah. you know you the best, and also you don't know you the best. So it's 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 a weird. Uh, parent uh, uh, conundrum uh, mm-hmm. to where um, what I try to do now is that whenever, and it's something that I, I kind of learned a long time ago, but didn't really put into practice until maybe a couple months ago, is that whenever I have like a negative thought or I, I have a negative outlook on myself, I try to think of at least seven or eight things that are positive um, to kind of override that. Um, because I read somewhere that, you know, it takes seven um, yep. good notions to get rid of a bad one. The Connor one, yeah. Siri's been selling selling me that a lot lately too. Mm-hmm. Like that's crazy. Which is which is great. Like I said, I I really am happy that all of you are are connected to wonderful people who see the good in you, also see the potential, and hold you accountable. So that you grow as men, not just um, in the relationship, but in yourselves as well. Right. That's always a dope thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Oh man, uh, I don't have a fucked up story of the week because my fucked up story of the week was uh, Coolio died. <laughs> but uh, uh, I do have a, a little fact, a little fun fact, and that fun fact happens to be that octopuses <laughs> think with their tentacles. And I find that to be fucking hilarious <laughs> yeah, because, you know, Octo- octopi, octopi, octopussies. Yes, whatever the fuck. Oh, boy. Well, it actually says octopus ES. So, octo- so it's not octopuses. <laughs> huh? I think it is. This is on Snapple's yeah, website. Is. So uh, <laughs> y'all better get your shit together, Snapple. Um, but I think that that's hilarious that they think with their tentacles because. Men have been known so to think about tentacles. Right, exactly. We've been known to think about our tentacles many a times. <laughs> so, that was episode 117, short and sweet to the point where you motherfuckers uh, of not politically correct. It is your boy, Real McCoy, aka Mr. What to Do, aka Young Splash God. You know what the fuck going on. And I'm on Twitter and I'm on Snapchat. And y'all know. Cody? Uh, Arch Manning just broke his uncle's records. Uh, of Eli and Peyton Manning's record of 7,268 passing yards and 93 touchdowns. I wonder if that's going to be another era. Russ? Germaphobe. Germaphobe? <laughs> Homie Owner's looking ass. Um, and on that <laughs> note, 